Are you an overwhelmed entrepreneur with endless tasks, emails, and messages? Do you feel your systems are ineffective or you don't have any at all? I get it. You wish you could come up for air and take that well-deserved vacation you've been dreaming of, all without sacrificing the growth or health of your business. I'm hosting a webinar to introduce concepts that you can use to learn more about how to clockwork your business for operational efficiency. The best part? The webinar is at no cost to you. It will be held May 14th at 11 a.m. Pacific, 2 p.m. Eastern, and a recording will be available for those who can't attend live. If you are ready to make a change in your business so you can take a real vacation, go to bit.ly forward slash May 2024 CFF to enroll. That's bit.ly forward slash May 2024 CFF. I can't wait to see you there. Welcome to Biz Help For You with host Candy Messer. Entrepreneurs like to focus on the big picture, like profitability, success, and a smooth running organization. But there always seems to be those little things like taxes, employee compensation, laws, regulations, and more. Now you can get the answers you need in one place. Join us today as we break it all down for you. Now, here's your host, Candy Messer. Hello and welcome to Biz Help For You with Candy Messer. Thank you for joining us today. I hope you enjoyed my last interview. And if you missed the episode and would like to listen to the show, links can be found on my YouTube and Facebook pages, as well as multiple favorite podcast platforms. And if you'd like to receive notifications when our podcasts have been uploaded, please like and subscribe. Now let's learn a little bit about my guest today. For the past seven years, Elizabeth has worked with high performers, professional athletes, corporate, private, and small business powerhouses, and innovation-driven entrepreneurs, helping them master their mindset, increase their cognitive awareness, achieve peak performance, and advance their wealth in three months. She's also helped them develop a champion mindset, improve self-esteem, fine-tune goals, shift perspectives, overcome traumas, face fear, achieve success, gain mental freedom, and more. She walks alongside companies as their concierge executive performance coach to craft tailored solutions, implement processes, strengthen leadership, enhance culture, and adjust the most daunting performance troubles, resulting in 10-figure success stories and lasting results that grow with time. So Elizabeth, welcome to the show. Thank you so much, Candy. I want to just ask you to tell me just a little bit more about yourself and how did you become involved with performance coaching? Absolute fluke. My bachelor's degree is in television producing. I worked in television for about 10 years because I became a professional model at age 15 and I started acting too. And then I realized like I didn't want to do this because I personally think Hollywood is extremely corrupt and I didn't want to be the reason for more death and corruption in the world, to be mm. honest. And so I was also suffering from what was called or what's called complex post-traumatic stress disorder. I didn't know it at the time. And I just wanted to get free from the trauma because I had a really rough childhood, a lot of abuse, a lot of neglect. And I just wanted to get free. And I'd been in and out of therapy for like 14 years and I didn't understand how to transform my thinking and no one could tell me that. Mm. And so that sounds like really egotistical. I don't mean it that way. But I was like, well, I'll go to school and get my own master's and just figure it out myself. And so I did. And I fell in love with neuroscience and neurobiology 
And I started to learn about neuroplasticity and applicable ways you could actually rewire your brain and get free from the trauma. And I did it. And I just became good at it. And I just like working with high performers because I'm a fast talker and I'm a fast processor. And I just <laughs> like that, that challenge. And so then the rest just kind of became history. I just never really planned on intentionally doing this. I just kind of stumbled upon it. Nice. So I would love for you to talk about, first of all, the topic is on mindset. So kind of what is your definition of mindset and why is it important? Mindset is an ac accumulation of your, your beliefs, your attitude, your perspective, and your values that show up. At the end of the day, when you are stressing, you're in a fear-based mindset, right? And so mm -hmm. mindset is so important because as humans, we work to create our most dominant thoughts. And so if your dominant mindsets, and I kind of see mindsets like a hat collection. I think we shift between different mindsets depending on the external situation we're in. So if you have toxic or fear-based mindsets, then you're not just damaging your brain as an organ, but you're also going to be creating a life you hate at the end of the day. Mm -hmm. And so mindset is so important because everything we do is psychological. <laughs> everything runs through mm -hmm. our minds. I, I tell business owners, like, I don't care about your business strategy. If your mindset isn't right, your business strategy might never be executed. Right. That's true. You know, because you do have to have kind of everything in place to be able to pursue what you have as a strategy. Exactly. Cause you know, it's great to create it like that, especially for those mm -hmm. planners out there, like that's easy to do, but when push comes to shove, getting it implemented can be really difficult, especially if you struggle with anxiety or fear mm -hmm. or are in a limbic loop where you're chronically worrying or stuff like that. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, you've mentioned some words that people may feel are like emotions, right? Fear, anxiety, things like that. So do you consider mindset and emotions similar or does like your emotion affect your mindset? Like, how would you describe that to our listeners? That's a great question. Well, I mean, yes, our emotions are going to impact us and are going to impact our mindsets. And emotions are part of your mindset at the end of the day. Emotions are what give the world color at the end of the day. <laughs> I mean, physiologically, psychologically, and emotional, like when you can get all three of those congruent, it's so much easier to move forward in life at the mm -hmm. end of the day. Um, you also have to understand that emotions also have a neurological impact on us too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's so true. Too. You know, it's like, it makes a big impact. And a lot of people may not think that that's yeah. really the thing they could be like, well, I'm just going to get up, I'm gonna make a decision, you know, to do something, you know, and do it, you know, but we do have our emotions that affect things too. But would you say that someone could say, well, yes, I'm feeling sad today, or I'm feeling fear, I'm feeling different things, but I'm going to make a decision to do XYZ to change that. Oh, absolutely. Neuroplasticity has proven that you can rewire your brain. And at the same time, I like to tell my clients, like what you just said there is a perfect thing that I like to tell my clients, like you can feel a negative mm -hmm. sensation, but that doesn't mean you have to agree or partner with it, right? Like this is where at mm -hmm. some point you have to be your own parent to the little girl or little boy inside of your heart and say like, it's okay. You might feel anxious, but that doesn't mean you have to be that or allow that to continue directing you. You can start to control your mind and your emotions to a degree, right? It's not like mm -hmm. you're not going to experience anything you don't want to experience in life, but you can learn skills to, to learn how to navigate these intense emotions. Right. And so in terms of like a business aspect of that too, where you're working with people that are, you know, 
high performers, like you said, or, you know, all these different industries maybe that you're helping with. So what are a few tips that you can give someone who is listening, who says like, yes, I am running a company and sometimes I feel overwhelmed or I'm stressed and I know I need to be getting things done, but I know my mindset isn't where it needs to be. Like, what can they do to get into that place where they can get back into the tasks that need to be accomplished to have that successful company? You know, that is such a case by case answer that I don't think I can give you a magical answer because there's so many things you have to take into consideration. And that's like my therapist brain coming out. Right. I always like, I mean, get a coach, get a therapist, get a friend, get somebody that can help you to constructively navigate it. But at the same time, if you've never had safety imprinted in your brain, psychotherapy and talk therapy Mm -hmm. doesn't really work. So then the best thing to do is learn how to navigate or teach yourself some of these skills. You have to kind of think about um, how much bandwidth a person waste worrying, catastrophizing, fearing, and being anxious. I mean, I'm actually writing um, a how-to guide to that teaches people their neuro- neurological ways to snap out of worry. And in my research, parents worry for about five hours and 18 minutes a day. <laughs> wow. That's a lot. Right? And the average person worries about two hours a day. That is five years mm. in the long run if you are constantly mm-hmm. worrying. And then if you struggle with general anxiety disorder, which is like a large, I think like 3.1% of the American population. So it's pretty high because anxiety is the is the biggest thing we struggle with in America. That's four hours of <laughs> worrying a day. Wow. So at some point you've got to- So they define those differently. Anxiety and worry are two different things. Well, this is where you go into some of the, I kind of argue it's splitting hairs in the in the science world. To me, mm-hmm. big picture, you're operating out of fear. And to me, fear is going to be a manifestation of anxiety, stress, worry. They The biggest difference from like worry and stress, I'd argue, are probably synonyms. The biggest difference from worry and mm-hmm. anxiety is anxiety is projected into the future. At the end of the day, mm-hmm. it's it's something that really hasn't happened yet. Where a stress might be kind of currently, you might be in the midst of it, if that makes sense. Right. I kind of see it mm-hmm. all as splitting hairs, if I can be honest, because the brain works mm-hmm. so quickly that if you're worrying, you're also catastrophizing to a degree. So you're projecting into the future. Basically, fear right. is what you don't want to have happen and face what you do want to have happen. Mm-hmm. But it, it's it's interesting. I mean, and also, like, if you struggle with depression, you're going to struggle with anxiety to a degree, too, because they're the same side of one coin. Mm -hmm. At the end of the day, you have to learn how to master your mind. I wish school would teach us more cognitive and emotional skills than some of the like educational aspects. Important, right? But so is learning your Mm -hmm. mind. And we know that uh, 95% of our thoughts are the same every single day. And on average, 80% of those thoughts are negative. So at some point, you've just got to draw a line in the sand and say, okay, let me get ahead of this. If you're going to constantly worry and you're going to constantly worry about your children or are you going to make enough money in your business? You have to finally be like, okay, I'm doing this every day. What would be a better place to focus my attention? You also have to learn how to live in the present moment. You just have to at the end of the day. And that's a skill that a lot of people don't know how to do. And you can really learn how to do that through mindfulness. And again, learning some of these just cognitive skills to help ground you when you're facing the unknown, because a lot of people don't like the unknown. Mm -hmm. I think, you know, if you struggle with anxiety or perfectionism, that's another toxic one that a lot of business owners deal with. So maybe we should shift to perfectionism. So if you struggle with perfectionism, Mm -hmm. 
at some point you're going to need to do the opposite of everything you do, right? Everything you want is on the opposite side right. of fear. And so that means you're gonna have to learn how to accept. You're gonna learn, you're gonna need to learn how to be uncomfortable. You're gonna need to learn how to break that all or nothing thinking. You have to start mm -hmm. to really put things in perspective and focus on implementing your effort, not focusing on controlling the outcome. You are helpless to the outcome, but you have all the power right. of implementing your effort. And so that's what I would say that has to be done to really start to cultivate that successful company. But we know we work to create our most dominant thoughts. So if your most dominant thoughts are always like doomsday, mm -hmm. then like don't be surprised when you don't make that successful company. But also like there's a lot of luck involved in creating companies, which it's hard to really get the research on that because it's a incontrollable variable. Mm -hmm. So if somebody is constantly thinking about the worry, the anxiety, the perfectionism, things like that too, which based on the hours that you talked about could be like a full day's work, you know, or typical workers hours, like what are the skills that they can start to develop? You did say there's skills to develop. What are some of those skills that they actually do develop to kind of shift away from that to make it a more positive outlook instead of the negative? Again, that's going to be case by case. You know, I'm a big proponent of having a spiritual source, having a faith-based system. There's a lot of empirical research on how spiritual well-being allows you to thrive at the end of the day. Mm -hmm. We've proven in neurotheology that our brain is wired for spiritual connection. So big picture, I would say like find your spiritual thing because that can take so much off of you. I think also you have to be realistic and identify like where are you being vain and greedy in your thinking because look, <laughs> high achievers, high performers, people who are really ambitious, you're greedy. It's like, okay, mm -hmm. but not at the same time. And so start to identify like where you're needing so much human recognition that you're willing to do whatever to get it because that's usually what it's stemming out of, that greed. But there's lots of skills that you can learn. One of my favorite ones really is mindful thinking, which it's so overused, right? And it's it's interesting. I used to work in television. It's funny how the media will paint a picture to something that it's not fully, if that makes sense. But you know, mm -hmm. mindful, mindfulness is really just learning how to be an observer without judgment. There's a lot of biases that the human brain can fall into. One is called the fundamental attributional error bias. And that's where you start to make judgments based off a person's character instead of seeing the context. And so one thing you're going to want to do is start leveraging mindfulness. There's at the end of the day, a billion reasons or things that could happen. We're not going to be able to predict it. The other thing is learning your automatic thoughts. They're known as cognitive distortions or thinking traps. Automatic thoughts are just your negative way of think thinking. It's like your knee-jerk reaction, like all or nothing thinking, or I'm going to fail, or this sucks. Start to learn those so you can start to challenge them because those will take you so far away from what you want to do. And I actually have a quiz that helps people identify their thinking traps because there's 17 of the mm -hmm. really common ones, and it will score you on like most prevalent oh, wow. to least prevalent. Because again, like part of this is learning yourself. Like I tell people, go date yourself. You have to figure mm -hmm. out who you are as an adult, not who you are as a child, because a lot of times we, I think, hold ourselves to who we were as a child and we forget to like mm -hmm. learn who we are. But the, the last, I'll just kind of give you three skills. So mindfulness, learning your thinking traps. The last skill, which I think is the hardest, is learning acceptance, is learning mm -hmm. that life is more gray than black and white. Humans always want to have a reason to why something happened. 
Sometimes there's no reason. In fact, there was a study done, I think, in, on, on one of the highways in California to figure out, like, why did traffic sometimes just come to a stop? <laughs> and they spent hours recording traffic. And what they found was there was no reason. They, couldn't, they could not tell you. There was no accident. There was no nothing. It just sometimes came to a stop because of too many people mm -hmm. on the road or what have you. But there wasn't this big reason to why we wanted it to be. And so sometimes there's not a reason. And so you have to learn how to accept things. You have to learn how to let go of wanting to control a situation to be more ideal for you and learn how to open yourself up to all of the sensations and thoughts and feelings you're experiencing and just learn how to let it go. And people are like, well, mm -hmm. how do you let it go? Well, if you have a cup or a pen in your hand, pick it up, put it down, move your hands away from it. That's, that's, that's letting it go. Mm-hmm. Uh, I guess people don't necessarily think of that through things that we're feeling emotionally, right? So it takes a little bit more of an effort probably to figure out what that is for each person to say like, yeah. okay, I can, like, I'm feeling this, but I'm going to let it go. Yeah. Right? And I'm so happy you mm -hmm. said that because one of the best ways you can do that is go really granular, right? Like, what are mm -hmm. you feeling? And go, just keep going as far down that little rabbit hole until you are really clear on what's going on, acknowledge it, and then just put it down. And, and, and mm -hmm. it's, it's, it's a skill, right? So you have to practice it. Mm -hmm. So is there like, you know, you did say there's coaching or different things too, but is this something too that you can just have like a friend or someone who's maybe not as educated in this area, but you're just talking, working through things that they can help you through that? Or is it still more, you should talk to someone who maybe who's a little bit more professional in this area? I think that goes to your personal goals. I mean, uh, the research says there's no difference in talking to a therapist, coach, or a friend. At the end of the day, you just want someone you feel safe with and has genuine warmth and mm -hmm. compassion. Those are things that you need to look for. However, if you're really looking to rewire your brain and change behaviors, I'm going to argue it's probably better to go to somebody who has that knowledge. One thing I mm -hmm. cannot stand, and I don't allow it in my sessions, is venting. Venting is one of the worst things you can do for not just your brain, but also for the listener's brain. Negativity can cause irreparable damage to our brains. And it's really important to not go that way. So I don't know if you've experienced this, Candy, but sometimes people are like, okay, I want to talk to you about something. But really all they want to do is tell you everything that they hate, tell you what they're angry about. And what happens is you start to get more and more angry. You start to really amplify mm -hmm. those emotions which if you're being honest, like most of the time when we get angry, we're just being selfish. We don't mm -hmm. really want to always right. admit that, but usually there's something selfish going on inside of us. And so it's better for you to identify positives than negatives, right? Because it's easy to say mm -hmm. what you don't like. It's hard to say, right. what are some lessons? How could I grow from this? Where could there be posi positivity? What am I learning from this? That takes more, more, I would say maturity almost, or a different perspective. Mm -hmm. And so that's why I would argue like it's might be better to go to somebody who's a little bit more knowledgeable about it if you're prone to venting or focusing on what you don't mm -hmm. like because the brain will magnify whatever you focus on. Right. Well, and I've heard that too with if you're having marital situations or maybe a relationship that you're struggling with, we tend to focus on all the negatives, what they're not doing for us instead of, oh, wow, they really helped by doing X, Y, Z, right? So. Yeah. That's probably where we could change that perception a little bit, too, is really start looking for the good things and not focusing on the bad. 
Oh yeah. Oh yeah. That's well said, right? Learning your default perspective is, is huge, right? Like, and, and, Mm -hmm. and when that perspective comes into play, because I don't, I don't think we're always operating with the same mindset or perspective in every situation. I think it kind of depends. And so if you're used to being critical to your spouse, well, shift your focus. Mm -hmm. What do they do? Right. Right. Amazing. Mm -hmm. That will bring more joy in the long run. Right. You know. probably have a healthier relationship too, right? No one's perfect. Right. Exactly. So I think it's the same thing in business too. Sometimes we're looking at things on a negative perspective instead of looking at the positive. And so let's just try to flip the switch, right? And look at the more, the good things. And yes, sometimes there are bad things that we have to deal with, but if we can start to look on that side, maybe that will decrease our worry or stress or anxiety and all of that too. So I know this has been um, a lot of information too. And some of the words people may not have heard of like neuroplasticity before, you know, maybe they haven't heard that before, but I do know you mentioned you had an offer or something that you had before. I don't know if that's the offer you actually want to extend. But I do always ask the guest if they have something they'd like to share with the listeners. So I wanted to invite you to discuss that. Yeah, well, since I already mentioned identifying your automatic ways of thinking, I think the thinking trap quiz would be great. It's called What Thinking Trap is Limiting My Performance. It's amazing how like surfacy our thoughts can be sometimes, especially those knee-jerk reactions. And so it's a quiz mm-hmm. that's less than five minutes and it scores you in 17 of the most common thinking traps. And then you get a PDF that explains what the thinking trap is and just some psychoeducation to start to break free from it. I found it really helpful when I started learning about my thinking traps because I was like, oh, look, there's all or nothing thinking again, or oops, I'm shooting myself mm-hmm. again. And so again, part of being a successful business owner is growing your awareness and learning how to get back on that horse when you get kicked off because it's going to happen. Mm-hmm. Right. And if people have heard this discussion and really want to get to know you a little bit more, how can they connect with you? You can go to my website, elizabethlouis.com. I'm also very big on LinkedIn and you can just search my name, Elizabeth Lewis, and shoot me a message and we can chat. Perfect. Well, thank you for being a guest on my show, Elizabeth, and talking about this topic. I know sometimes people think it's a little bit difficult to comprehend. And I think the things that you've said today make it easier to understand. So I appreciate your sharing that. Well, thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. And to the listeners, thank you for tuning in today. I hope you found this discussion interesting and enjoyed the topic, Know Your Mindset. If you have additional questions or comments, be sure to reach out to Elizabeth at any of the links that she shared, or you can send me a message at media at abandp.com. I hope you can join me for my next interview. And remember, you can connect with me on Twitter, Facebook, and LinkedIn. And my website is abandp.com. You can also find my show, Biz Help For You, on several favorite podcast platforms, including iTunes, Google, TuneIn, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, and Spotify. And would you please share our show with those you know and leave a review on your favorite platform? I'd really appreciate your support. Until next time, have a great day. Thank you for listening to Biz Help For You. Please join your host, Candy Messer, again next time. Have a terrific day.